Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into NFL Week 1 as last night's Raiders-Ravens game, one for the ages, caps off Week 1. Really interesting Week 1. You know, I if I were to pick every matchup beforehand, I probably wouldn't have done very well. Some teams, like Jacksonville, who I thought was going to be better, Sucked against one of the worst teams in the league, you know, against the Houston Texans team with Tyrod Taylor, who just balled out, apparently. Um, the Titans getting smacked by the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. Did not think the Titans were going to get that destroyed at home against the Cardinals, almost by 30. Uh, Bears, you know, looking better than what I thought, but still so many questions behind the offensive scheme, bringing in fields randomly. Uh, defense just absolutely sucking. The secondary, probably the worst secondary in the league. Packers, hence the title. It's a sarcastic go, Pat go. Losing 38-3 to against the Saints. Lots to talk about in the NFL. Uh, fantasy seasons are back. Uh, some heartbreak losses for me the first week. So it's only the first week. I'm not too worried. I'm in so many leagues. But definitely miss the fantasy grind. And the hurt behind it. You know, you're so excited for fantasy. But then you forget how much it hurts You know, right away. So... Lots to dive into on the Fickner Fantasy Podcast as well. And, and we got MLB. MLB playoffs right around the corner. We got the hot Toronto Blue Jays taking the league by storm right now. Damn, do I not want to play that team uh, in the first round if I was anybody in the American League. Uh, so we'll talk about who's in, who's out. Cinderella teams, dark horses, favorites. I got you. So I want to start NFL Week 1 here. Wild week. Start off on Thursday night. Tampa Bay, Dallas. Uh, Tampa Bay getting a game-winning field goal from Suckup. Getting that two-point dub against Dallas. I was really impressed with Dallas, though. Uh, besides Zeke. Hashtag Zeke zone. Uh, Zeke couldn't find the end zone. Uh, I mean, he is going. he's going up against, you know, best defensive line in the league. Uh, but their passing game, I mean, Dak Prescott threw the ball for about 60 times, which is absurd. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that the whole season, which I don't, I mean, they won't, you know, once they go up against teams where they can run the ball against. Uh, but the fact that without no running game, they were able to, you know, compete with the Buccaneers. They had a go-ahead field goal. You know, the fact that Greg Zerloin had the, you know, he bricked his first two field goals, um, one field goal for about 35 yards. Another, uh, a kick was an extra point, brick that. So you're like, wow, worst kicker in the league. But, but then he makes up for it. Makes a game-winning kick or a potential game-winning kick. Ends up losing. But he did, you know, get his revenge throughout the game. You know, he's been around the league for so long. I'm sure he's like, damn, all right, rough start. He's not, you know, freaking out about it. But as viewers, you're like, wow, like, because he took a disaster. But the Cowboys, Cowboys are going to, if they're healthy, the boys are going to be there. They, 
they're too talented not to compete uh, for a playoff spot. Amari Cooper looked great. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, balling. Uh, but, I mean, the Buccaneers, man, they have so many weapons. Antonio Brown might be their number one. Uh, Mike Evans was virtually non-existent, and they still got the win against a good Cowboys team. Uh, Chris Goblin looked great. Uh, so Buccaneers, as long as they're healthy, they're going to be right there for you know the Super Bowl again, in my opinion. Tom Brady is just, he's Tom Brady. He is the freaking GOAT. I will say it right now. He's unbelievable. I don't know how he's doing this at the age of 44. He's making it look easy. Easy. But going into Sunday, a lot of a lot of interesting matchups here. You know, one that caught my eye, the Steelers-Bills. A lot of people were picking the Bills to win that game. Steelers came out and showed why they have one of the best defenses in the league. They were unbelievable. Uh, Bills winning a majority of the game, but it was the it was the Steelers' defense down the stretch that won them the game, uh, getting a couple key turnovers. Uh, Deontay Johnson having an amazing touchdown in the corner. He came back. He was hurt. You know, went to that tent. You never know what's going to happen when you go into the tent. I don't know what goes on in the tent. I don't want to know what goes on in the tent. But he came back out, scored a huge touchdown for the Steelers, ultimately getting that 23-16 win. Bengals-Vikings, really disappointing game here. Everyone took the Vikings. Uh, Vikings losing in overtime on a game-winning field goal by the Bengals. Vikings just didn't look good. Uh, they they went up 7-0 to start, but the Bengals, you know, at home, they actually looked pretty decent. Uh, but the Vikings, man, so many penalties. They, kind of, they look like the old Bears out there, like just totally shot themselves in the foot. Had no business losing to the Bengals, but they did. Give credit to the Bengals. You know, with that home crowd, they were using it. Bengals by three. Niners-Lions. Niners was everybody's survivor pick. Luckily, we did survive with the eight-point win. It was 38-10 to at one point. Only ended up winning 41-33. The Lions came roaring back with a couple of touchdowns, an onside kick. You know, if, if you had nine and a half, I'm sorry. Bad beat for sure. Probably, or extremely bad beat. You know, not being able to cover that with only a few minutes left. It's ridiculous. It's the way she blows sometimes. Cardinals-Titans. Okay, I did not expect this. Kyler Murray, well, I expect Kyler Murray balling out. But the fact that you're destroying a good Titans team by 25 on their own field. I mean, Titans, where's the defense? Not, you know, I don't even necessarily the defense. It's the Arizona's defense. Chandler Jones, five sacks. Five sacks in like two seconds. I mean, every time we looked away, it was the Titans' turnover in, like, literally the first play of the drive. So, the, I mean, that game took about four hours because the Cardinals just had the ball the whole time and were just throwing it down the field. Like, it was backyard football. It was unbelievable. Cardinals looked good. Uh, I like that. Uh, Eagles uh, taking on the Falcons, uh, destroying the Falcons, 32-6. to uh, Eagles, Hurts and company. Hurts and Devonta Smith hooking up for a TD. That was sexy. Devonta Smith looking good. Falcons, trash per usual. Uh, no defense. Offense, look mediocre with Matt Ryan. I think it's time to move on from the Matt Ryan days. I think he's good enough to give my boy Calvin Ridley some fantasy points, but I just don't think he's the answer anymore. I'm kind of shocked he's still there. He's been there forever. Eagles look fresh, though. I'll give them. I mean, people... Aren't sure on the Eagles. They're definitely a question mark team. If Hurts was balling out, they're going to be competing for the whole year. Chargers-Washington. Chargers going on the road, taking out a solid Washington team. Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
or if it's magic, I should say, getting hurt right away. That really hurt the the skins or the football team, I should say. Um, they were in the whole game. You know, Heineke came in. He's not bad at all. Uh, McLaurin had a sick grab, but ultimately it wasn't good enough for the football team to get a dub against a pesky, a pesky L.A. Chargers team. Panthers-Jets. Toilet bowl matchup right here. Jets still suck. Zach Wilson looked okay. A lot of inaccurate throws. Panthers... I'm not going to say they were like, look great, but they didn't look terrible. You know, they looked, you know, Robbie Anderson signed the new contract, already balling out, huge touchdown. Show him why he's getting paid that dough, that fat stacks. I like I like the Panthers. I don't, I mean, I don't like them against most of the teams in the league, but against the Jets, I'll, I'll take the Panthers all day. Texans, Jaguars. I was really disappointed in this one. Jaguars, man. I was, you know, I was high on the Jaguars. They looked decent in preseason. Man, but they looked terrible yesterday. They couldn't do anything. You know, give Trevor Lawrence some time. It's his first NFL game. Usually first NFL games don't go the way you plan it to go. Uh, it definitely didn't go the way the Jaguars planned it. You know, the Texans you know, not looking terrible with Tyrod Taylor surprising a lot of people that they're already getting, oh, you know, a win the first week. But Jaguars didn't look good. I still don't think the Texans are good, but I guess the Jaguars, they look like Super Bowl champions as it was the Jags were just abysmal 37 21 Texans Chiefs Browns probably the game of the day Browns being the Chiefs the entire time at Arrowhead but then it was Mahomes you know converting a 70-yard touchdown to Tyreek crushing my fantasy dreams uh Mahomes though man real deal does not give up I mean that team you just know they're gonna come I mean you know they're going to never give up they're coming for you, especially at home. Mahomes' stats in September, he's never lost in September. He's also never thrown a pick in September. Those are ridiculous stats. Those are like the best, they are like the best stats anyone's ever had in a single month. Not just September, but a month of football for a quarterback. So Mahomes, talk about GOAT. He is the GOAT right behind Brady. Uh, but the Browns, they looked really good. I The Browns are going to be good this year. Uh, most teams cannot go toe to toe with the Chiefs like that, especially you know when you're beating the, a team like the Chiefs the entire game. Uh, so Browns impressed me. They just got you know got to close out a little better. Thirty three twenty nine Chiefs, Dolphins Patriots. Dolphins getting the one point win on the road. Sorry Cole and your Mac Jones dreams. Yes, you beat me in fantasy, but your Patriots could not live up to the hype. Too many fumbles, too many turnovers. I think the Patriots actually you know what they surprised me. They look good. They're going to be a solid team. Tough team to play. Dolphins, though, really impressed me. Tua looked good. Uh, converting with Jalen Waddle on touchdown. Another two Alabama combos right here with Hurts and Devonta Smith on, on the Eagles and Waddle and Tua on the Dolphins. I like those combos. Alabama taking the league by storm. Uh, but Dolphins defense looked good. Uh, they're going to be tough. Finn up this year. Finns are coming. You know They want to make the playoffs last year. They kind of choked it at the end of the season. Uh, so watch out for those Finns this year. Packers Saints. As I already talked about the title of my podcast, Go Pack Go. 38 to 3 Saints. The worst game I've ever seen, probably, by the Packers. I mean, that was just they they couldn't do anything. Their defense was terrible. Their offense, they couldn't even get a first down. Rodgers was lackadaisical. He didn't seem to care too much. In his press conference, he's like, yeah, just one game. And you know what? We'll see next week if you know if they bring it. I you know, I think they will. But something concerning, you're like, wow, like this is the way you start off the season against you know the Saints who you're gonna be you know competing against to get into the playoffs with. 
I don't know. That it was concerning, but yeah, it's the first week. I'm not gonna, you know, it's not doom for the Packers, but not a good start for Green Bay. Not a good look. Broncos Giants. Broncos getting that road win 27-13 against the Giants. Come on now, Denver. Come on now. Melvin Gordon, 70-yard TD run. Defense looked good. Uh, t- Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Bridgewater looked really good. He looked comfortable. He looks good in Denver uniform. I like that move. Maybe the Broncos have something this year out in the mountains. Uh, it was like their first, I think it was like their first opening day win in like four or five years or something for Denver. So good for them. Good to see them. Yeah, it's just the Giants. But, you know, it's hard to win on the road anywhere in the NFL. So any road win is good. Uh, but we'll see how Denver keeps going. But I like this Denver team. Giants, Daniel Jones needs to go. I mean, it just gets, gets to the point where, I mean, they can't do anything on offense. They just don't look good. Uh, Saquon's their only savior. But even he's a question mark. I mean, he it's tough when they, all, you, all the other team knows that you're going to do is run. Uh, so don't know about the Giants. Don't think they're going to be too great this year, but we'll see. It's week one. Ravens Raiders. This was the game of the week uh, for sure. Uh, Raiders winning in overtime on their you know, first game in their new field. Uh, Las Vegas, baby. Vegas. Vegas. And they, and they showed why they're, you know, they're an undervalued team. Ravens winning pretty much the whole game. Raiders never giving up. Tying the game, going to overtime, getting to the goal line. It was so play of the night or play of the week was, you know, Raiders thought they won. They threw a touchdown pass, ended up being short. They were already celebrating on the field. So it was first and goal at the one in overtime. So all you got to do is score. Um, Derek Carr tries to do a QB sneak, can't get in. Second down, uh, false start. So it's second and six, incomplete pass. Then he throws a pick, throws a pick. The ball gets battered up in the air. Willis Nate should have caught it for the win. Didn't. Raiders still get the ball back after Lamar fumble on Baltimore's own 30. So Raiders ultimately getting another chance. Ends up throwing a touchdown uh, for the win. Raiders win. John Gruden's happy. It's, it's all that really matters is you know, that, that Gruden's happy. You know, he used to be the Monday night guy. Now he's, now he's coached on Monday night. So good for the Raiders. Ravens still look good. Raiders are going to be a tough team. And it's going to be a fun year this year in the NFL. If, those, if that's the first week, you know, damn. I mean, besides the, the Chiefs and Buccaneers, uh, who are, I, in my opinion, clearly the two favorites again, it's going to be interesting to see who pulls out this year. I'm I'm excited. It's going to be fun. N- nobody knows. And, and that's just the glory of football right there. It's the glory of football. Nobody knows who's going to go off at what time. I love it. NFL's back. Fancy's back. Life is good. Life's good. So I, I want to talk some MLB. Uh, playoffs are around the corner. Uh, and th- this playoff race, actually, of both leagues are pretty amazing. You know, in the beginning of the year, it was like, you know, it was pretty clear. All right, White Sox in the Central. Uh, and then it was, you know, the Red Sox actually in first for a while. And they at least. Uh, and then, you know, Houston uh, in the West. And now all of a sudden, you know, in the AL, it's White Sox still, you know, thank God they're alone in the Central. And then you have Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays. Sorry, I think actually it was the Rays pretty much coming out in first 
in the East. But the Yankees, you know, were the favorite. Uh, and then in the West, you have Astros, Mariners, and the A's. So you have about eight to ten teams competing here, which, you know, usually you have you know, with the, with the new Wildcat or with the new wild card format, you know, allowing the extra team. It, it, I love it. It allows for more exciting baseball, more more teams have a chance to get in, as opposed to just having that one wild card spot. You know, having those two teams changes everything, which I love. Uh, and it, and in the NL, I mean, let me just go through uh, the races really quick. Uh, AL, just give you an example. Uh, so going to the NL here, um, we have the the Dodgers, or sorry, the Giants, leading the NL ninety four and fifty, with the Dodgers right behind them at ninety two and fifty three. So think about that, ninety two and fifty three, and you are going to have to be in the wild card. So Dodgers are in the first wild card spot. Okay, clearly, it's just completely unlucky that the Giants are having this unbelievable season in front of the Dodgers. The Dodgers aren't used to something like that. Only two and a half out of first, so the Dodgers still have a chance to regain the top spot, but I think the Giants are going to do it. I think the Giants are going to hold on. I like the Giants. They keep winning, but so do the Dodgers. Uh, so, pretty interesting to see how that race is going to turn out. You have Milwaukee in the Central, 89-55. They're going to win the Central. Uh, and you have the Braves, who are 76 and 66, probably going to win the NL East, four and a half in front of Philadelphia, so still, and five and a half in front of the Mets, so still have some work left to be done, but looking good for the Braves to win that. But then you have the wild card in in the NL, and you have the Dodgers, who are going to either win the division or get the wild card spot. They're 16 and a half games in front of the second wild card spot, which is the Reds, who are 75 and 69, who are just completely... They're, they're falling apart a little bit. They had Winker out, and they've been really struggling this month. You know, to, I mean, they had a chance to close the gap and you know, secure a playoff spot. They haven't done that. Same with the Padres. The Padres have just totally fallen off the map. They're 74 and 69, so they're a half game out of the second wild card spot. And the Cardinals also a half game out of the second wild card spot, 74 and 69. The Cardinals have actually been playing really good baseball recently, especially against the Reds. They've been winning all. They just. You know, they've been winning pretty much every series they've needed to win recently. Uh, winning two out of three last week. And the Reds really struggling last week against the Cubs, the Red Hot Cubs. Uh, Cubby Blue haunting the Reds' dream. So Reds still holding that spot, but pretty much every game is a playoff game for those teams. And then you have the Phillies who are two and a half games out of the wild card. Uh, and the Mets, three and a half. So they're not out of it yet either. A lot of, lot of baseball left uh, the next two to three weeks. So very interesting to see who finishes where. Uh, and who makes it in? You know, it's sad that only one of those teams can make it, but it's the way baseball works. You know, there's a lot of good teams that don't make it, but you you can't be mad because you have your chances in baseball. You you pretty much control your own destiny uh, in baseball, I'd say, and so you can't blame anyone but yourselves. Uh, and so it's just the best team at the end of the season that gets in. It's just the way it goes. It's the way baseball's played. To the AL, back to the AL. Let's go over the. The wild card here. So for so for the division here, you have the White Sox who are going to win their division. They're 12 games up on the Indians. It's only a matter of time. Let's go Sockies. The Rays, eight games in front of Toronto, 89 and 55. 
for that top spot in the AL East. They're going to win their division. Uh, and then you have Houston, six and a half in front of Seattle. They're going to win their division as well. Uh, so let's take it to the wild card here where things get really interesting here. So you have the Toronto Blue Jays, who have just taken the league by storm. Uh, they've won, let's see here, the Toronto Blue Jays, you know, I think they've won their last, like, 9 out of 11 games, 10 out of 11 games, 10 out of 12, something like that. So they're on fire. They're 81 and 63. They hold now the top wild card spot for the American League with the Yankees and the Red Sox tied for that second wild card spot, which is crazy. And then you have the Mariners and A's both two and two and a half games out of that second wild card spot. So, I mean, but. The, the Blue Jays are only one game in front of the Yankees and Red Sox, so anything could happen the next two weeks. You know, you might just see the Seattle A's laying in there. I mean, you can't. That AL East is brutal. You have the Rays, Blue Jays, Yankees, and Red Sox, four leading teams in the AL. I mean, that is ridiculous. Uh, you usually don't see something like that uh, happen. Uh, and, and then you got Baltimore, forty six and ninety seven at the bottom. Of all four of their teams, totally capable of making a playoff run. I don't want to play the Toronto Blue Jays. That's for sure. They are the hottest team. They have an unbelievable lineup. You just look, everybody hits dingers in that lineup. It just goes, you know, from Marcus Simeon to Vlad to Randall Gruchek. I mean, that's Bo Bichette. The team is ridiculous. They all come through. They play together as a team. They have fun. Loris Gurriel having a season of, season of his life. Robbie Ray as well. You know, Cy Young candidate for sure. So the... The, the Blue Jays got something going in Toronto. I like that team. Uh, I'm just, you know, the Sockies, I'm so excited for the playoffs to start. The Sox, still 82-61, and 61, you know, one game over for the second half of the season. You know, they've been hovering on that pretty much. You know, they've been kind of treading water the last couple of months, and they've, and they've been kind of doing it on purpose, it seems like. like you know, La Russa putting out questionable lineups at time, giving guys a day off. Anderson's been out forever. Uh, so... I think he's resting Anderson, you know, to make a playoff run. I, I, I think Anderson definitely has some sort of, like, leg ailment, but I don't think it's like, you know, he could be playing on it, but they don't need him to yet. So, interesting to see, you know, as long as, you know, we, we, we have Robert back, we have Jimenez, they've been still, you know, it's crazy to think about that they've only been playing for about, you know, a little over a month or so. So, very, very crazy that we're here now. Uh, with all these injuries we've had, Julito's pitching tonight versus the versus the Angels. He's back. Lynn just came back last week, pitched great. So interesting to see, you know, how healthy the Sox will be. They're they're healthy right now. So if the Sox can be healthy, I think that's all that matters. That kind of sucks because you see teams like the Rays, the Blue Jays, and they seem just to never lose. They seem to just win every day, and the Sox definitely lose some games. They think they should win, but. They they're sitting comfortably. They're out of the AL East, which is huge. You know they're chilling in the AL Central, twelve games up with Indians. There's no point to you know try to win. You know every single game they are trying to get that home field advantage against Houston, which is still right there. Houston at eighty four and fifty nine, two games over the White Sox. So if the Sox could get home field advantage versus Houston, that would be great. That's something that you could play for the last couple of weeks, which I think they will. So interesting to see how the stockings finish out the season. But ultimately, baseball playoffs are going to be crazy this year. Uh, 
it's one of the tightest races I've seen. I, I think I say that every single year. But, I mean, this year it's just so competitive. I love it. Baseball, it's it's why it's one of the best sports there is. It's why it takes so long. Uh, so this is, I mean, besides March Madness, you have baseball playoffs coming up, NFL getting into the season. It's it's the best time of the year right here. It's the best time. Riddle's Rant of the Week. My Riddle's Rant of the Week this week. I'm taking it to the Bears. What the hell is Mag Nagy doing? He started Dalton, who actually didn't look that bad. Dalton did not look that bad for as much hate as I've given him. The Red Rocket was solid. You know, he's making his throws way more accurate than freaking Trubisky. So I'm happy, you know, Dalton's an upgrade from Trubisky. But what's with the Fields moves? He puts in Fields once the Bears are getting into the red zone. Fields actually ended up scoring a touchdown. Uh, you know, a nice little rushing play. Just, but why are they... You just don't see that in the NFL, the two quarterback systems. San Francisco was doing that a little bit. They have, but they have, you know, it's like Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. It's a better combo than Dalton and Fields. And you also have a defense at San Francisco. So you can get away with doing something like that. Uh, I ultimately think that Trey Lance will take over the starting job at some point. But, I mean, that's, who knows what's going on. San Francisco actually has good schemes. And, you know, Shanahan knows what he's doing. Matt Nagy does not know what he's doing. He is making these stupid, elaborate quarterback draws or, you know, delayed handoffs to Montgomery. Montgomery is a beast. Keep running the ball to him. God damn it. Montgomery is a baller. But this stupid, you know, they, they cannot keep doing this. Just, you know, bringing fields whenever he feels like it or for big plays, like he's like their play guy. No. Either keep Dalton on the field or keep fields on the field. I I, I can't do this two-quarterback thing. It, almost, it just makes it... Just staring at fields, standing on the sideline, you're like, oh, just come in the game. It's so it's so hard to watch. Uh, but Nagy just needs to get his head out of his ass or get the hell out of Dodge because his play calls are just abysmal. And he thinks he's like some sort of genius. And you just see him on the sideline, his head down. Like, he knows he's out the door. He knows he's screwed. I mean, I don't know what they're doing with this two-quarterback system. They think they're smart. It's stupid. It doesn't help the Bears have a terrible defense, it seems like, this year. So... I don't know what the Bears are going to do. Either pick one or the other. I don't care. Don't do this two-quarterback bullshit the whole season. I can't do it. I can't do it. G-Force Spotlight of the Week. My G-Force Spotlight of the Week. I'm taking it to a good friend of mine, an up-and-coming betting genius we have aces models aka vince gaudio uh, one of my good friends from elmhurst he's recently been taken to the twitter game uh he has added a new twitter page uh, that he just recently talked or texted me about it's called aces models so it's at aces uh underscore models uh and you know they he makes picks uh, based on this model generator that he has. He puts his picks onto a Google spreadsheet that he you know, has you know, a running total of his units online. Uh, it's free, so you don't have to pay for picks. Uh, and he's, he's up right now. He's been doing great. He's been doing a variety. He, you know, he does everything, football, baseball. Uh, uh, he will do NBA 
Uh, he also was doing college football, NFL. So, and he that doesn't just you know he has you know for the most part an explanation for why he's picking his team. Uh, if not, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, he does a lot of like team total overs. Uh, it's good, you know, player props, they're, they're pretty accurate. Uh, and if you take all of his picks, you usually come out positive for the day. And what I realized, uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, give him a like. Uh, they're currently at 137 followers. They're trying to get to 250. Uh, and, you know, they're followed by a lot of, uh, so he does it with one of his friends who I, uh, from school, I assume. Uh, and they're, you know, they're doing this like pick of the day challenge with Deb Presidents, who's, you know, like, uh, a very famous capper out there on the Twitter world. So, like, they're definitely getting no- noticed. People are commenting, being like, hey, this is a very good, like, up-and-coming, uh, you know, gambling site or, you know, gambling user. I use, you know, it's one of the best I know. That's what I saw some from someone yesterday. Uh, let's see if I can get this tweet up here. Um, let's see. Uh, he... They get, like, random comments from guys, so I don't have no idea who they're... But they definitely are, like, appreciative. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure people are throwing some some big money on uh, these picks. Uh, I can't find the tweet, but the guy essentially was like, Hey, uh, I, you know, I, I use these guys, or I use you, um, and this is... Oh, here we go. Val Diwar... Uh, just gotta say this is by far the best small gambling Twitter account I can follow. Most small ones don't seem to have the transparency or the capping ability needed for me to turn n- notifications on, but you do for sure. So just getting stuff like that. I mean, these guys are legit. Uh, I text Vince, aka Ace, uh, daily now about like picks, you know, and you know I talk about what picks I like uh, and give him recommendations. But for the most part, I'm taking what he's taking, uh, and, and it's been good for me so far. I I've been having no problem. You know, every day I've been, you know, he hits something every day. So give Ace's model some love. Uh, you know, they're going to be big one day. So why so why not follow them now before they're going to start paying for, you know, asking you to pay for picks. So I got you, Vinny G. Let's make this bread tonight. Let's get it. My flick of the week. I'm taking to a classic of mine that I just watched last week for the first time in a while. Drillbit Taylor. Uh, with Owen Wilson starring as Drillbit. Uh, if you haven't seen Drillbit Taylor, it's it's literally a must-watch. I can literally watch this movie once a week if I wanted to. It, you know, it's only like an hour and a half long. It's funny. It's It has also Josh Peck from Drake and Josh uh, as well. Uh, but ultimately, Drillbit Taylor, uh, if you haven't seen it, these two kids uh, who are freshmen... They, they are getting bullied uh, by these two bullies. Who actually, Josh Peck is one of the bullies, uh, which is hard to believe. I know, but he is. He's in it, um, and they're trying to survive in high school, uh, and decide to hire a bodyguard uh, who is Joe Taylor, who's a homeless guy actually. So he kind of tricks them into you know thinking that they're or that he's like a marine or ex marine type guy. Um, and he ultimately, you know, loves these kids, but at first, you know, he's just kind of doing it for the money. Uh, but it's so funny, you know, the fact that they hire this bodyguard, uh, who's just a fraud. He's just following around school. He's like a fake substitute teacher. It's awesome. You got to watch it. Uh, I don't want to give any more away. 
Um, but, you know, some good fighting scenes in it, uh, some good, you know, funny bully scenes, you know, where just the kids getting stuffed in lockers, which I'm not, I'm not trying to support bullying here, but it's just so outrageous that you're like, oh my God. Uh, so it's such a funny movie. Get your girlfriend, get your friends, get some popcorn, uh, get a Red Bull, watch Joba Taylor tonight. You won't regret it. It's on, it's on HBO Max. So if you have HBO, get Joba on. It is now time for our favorite segment on the podcast, the Fickner Fantasy Cup of Champions podcast. It's the best. It's our livelihoods. We go hard. Chris Kloss, you just can't, you can't match the Fick. You can't, you can't take some guys like Jarrett Rossiano, Seth Dvorak, throw them in there, and then just say, hey, play ball. No, it's Fick or die. It's fick or die. Uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, and we have a huge end of week one, start of week two recap. A huge shakeup in the power rankings. It's going down. People are going to be hurt. People are going to be crying. People are going to be jerking it. But that's what it's all about. People get horny and people cry. It's the way life goes. It's life. Jerk, die. Jerk, cry. Jerk, live. Horny. Horny, horny, horny. But enough about me. Enough about horniness. Let's get to the let's get to the rankings. Let's get to the freaking rankings. There's gonna be talk. It's a shakeup. It's a damn shakeup. But that's why we play the game. I told you before my preseason rankings probably weren't gonna be accurate, and they weren't. They weren't accurate. They're what I thought was gonna be good. Uh, what I thought, you know, what I dreamed about, what I rosterbated to. And that's not what came true. We now have new rankings. So before I get into the past matchups of last week, the new week two power rankings goes as following. We're starting from number 10 this time. We're not starting from number one. I think it's more dramatic starting from the bottom. At number 10, we have Boydito Mussolini. Took a fat loss this week to Big Sam. A.K.A. Tay-Tays. You're at number 10. At number 9. From number 1 to number 9, we have McGee's Human Centipede, Mike Nasser. Dropping 8 spots just like that. It's, it's what has to be done. When you put up 102 points and lose, you're dropping. You're dropping like flies. That's not a number 1 team. But it's okay. You got plenty of season, McGee's. Plenty of season to regain the top spot of the Fit Cup. At number eight, from dropping five spots to number three to eight, we have the Sukun Saloons dropping out of the playoffs. I put myself out of the playoffs, so I don't want to hear any complaining over the group chat because I myself took myself out of the top six spots, dropping myself from number three to number eight after taking 124 to 114 loss to Big Ticket. Big Ticket himself. Dan Fernandez, Vegas Suns, getting a huge dub. He meant business last week. He meant business. I could not match his Tyreek Hill. At number seven, dropping one incy little, little spot after taking a heartbreaking loss to Curtains, a.k.a. Tick, 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 tick. Krusty Clams, Ethan Holman, at number seven. Not losing in heartbreaking fashion, putting up the second most points. 
but you didn't win. You did not win. All we count is dubs in this league. We don't care how hard you try, how many points you put up. Loss is a loss. So I'm sorry, Clams. You might be salty, but hey, you're right around your number six projection at number seven. You're right there. Clams or clamps. At number six, from all the way from number nine to six, we have Big Sam himself, a.k.a. Titez. I will not say the first name because it's my podcast, my rules, and we all know who it is, but I'm not going to say it because, frankly, Big Sam, I don't give a damn. But you know what? Congrats. You move out three spots into the playoff projections at number six. At number five, we have MMC Minneapolis, Mike Caputo's Nick Fernando taking a heartbreaking loss to the conundrums last night. Uh, I will get into the details on that matchup. Uh, but even though he's 0-1, he has a damn good team. Uh, and he's moving up one, the power rankings. Holman's not going to like that because he moved down one. But it's just the way the rankings work. It's where you start. It's where you finish. And you're still number seven, Clams. And MMC is five. At number four, we have Nick Postuovic, Dan Fernandez, Vegas Sun, making all the way from number 10 to number 4. Huge jump. Huge jump. Okay, so before I get into any more of the top three here, I want to say I'm basing these rankings uh, a lot of on how many points you scored. Uh, not, you know, the preseason rankings, I'm really almost discarding those because those are just what I thought. They're not actually what happened. So points being scored, wins, losses. The only one that doesn't make sense, I guess, the outlier is the Krusty Clams. I just, you know, I'm putting you at seven, Holman. I'm putting you at seven. It's the way it is. Cry about it. Um, complain about it. Do what you want. You're at seven, big boy. That's just my ranking right there. It's just the way it came out. You're you're in front of me. So, you know what? I put myself at eight. I did not put myself in front of you, Clams. So, keep your commentary to yourself. Text me on the side, whatever you want to do. And number three, we have, unfortunately... The Commissioner, only putting up 104 points this week. Uh, I hate putting you at three. I don't know why you're at three. The math doesn't add up, but you got the win against what technically was the preseason number one team in Nasser. So in that, in fact, you were rewarded a couple spots to three. Uh, we'll see how many points put up next week, but not 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 gonna get away with putting up 104 most weeks. Uh, and number two, the highest. Points scored last week. We have Cartons. Cartons, Cartons, Cartons. Kyle Coughlin coming in at number two. Showing why he is the Cartons of the league. He is back. Everyone's like, oh, here goes Saloons again. Jerking off Cartons. Well, he put up numbers. So, number two it is. Cartons is back. Trying to take the league by storm. I'm scared. I don't want nothing to do with Cartons. I want Cartons out of here. I, I don't know where he's coming from, but he's he has something to prove this year. He doesn't like losing. It's not like losing, and he is here to stay. And number one, the man that hosted this year's draft, best barbecue in town, we have Matthew Kleinhans, a.k.a. Cats Conundrum. He is number one. The conundrums taking the league by storm. I am hard. I am officially hard. So now, after these power rankings, let that sink in. Let those power rankings sink in. Let's go to the matchups. Let's go to week one matchups here. 
to explain why everyone is where they're at. Everyone's going to have questions, and that's okay. Everyone, it's good to have questions. Uh, let's start with uh, Big Sam's matchup. Bonito Mussolini putting up a meekly 83 last week. Big Sam having a huge Thursday night with Gronk, Amari Cooper. He also had Zeke and Mike Evans, who sucked, but it didn't matter because Gronk and Amari combined for 57. Chicago D minus one. Rodgers won. So imagine if Kuhn actually had Rodgers give him like his actual predictions of 20 and Bears D or just putting any other D in there other than the Bears D. He probably would have had about you know 140, 150. So that 113 is deceiving because Big Sam actually had a good week where Mussolini, lot to prove, Boydito. Lot to prove. Um, rough first week, but we got plenty of season. It's week one. It's week one. Uh, Let's go to my matchup here. The Saloons versus Dan Fernandez Vegas Sun. It was a battle, 124 to 114. The Saloons having the, the lead most of the time uh, until Mahomes decided to throw a 5,000-yard bomb to Tyree Kill. Completely changing the matchup, winning him the matchup. The Tyree Kill and Mahomes combo when they're both getting 30 points. It's deadly. There's nothing more to say about that. Oh, Moats are getting hurt. That's going to hurt. No real running backs. Juju in the flex is gross. Uh, but Tyree Kill and Metcalf, Mahomes, Montgomery, he's a solid squad. Mark Andrews didn't do anything, but he will probably. Um, and, you know, I like you know I liked my squad, you know, everyone putting up pretty decent numbers. Hawkinson, 21. Lamar, 18. Chubb, 21. Gibson only giving me 10. That kind of hurt right there. I'm going to need him to pick it up a little bit. Uh, Ridley with 7. Julio Jones with 4. That really hurt. I need my receivers. My ex-Falcons teammates to pick it up. I think they will. Now, other than that, you know, it's a tough, you know, I dropped myself out of the power rankings, not deserving of a playoff spot after week one, but we're going to get back on track. Saloons are ready to get back on track. It's a long season. Uh, so look out for the saloons, but look out for Ticket. Look out for Dan Fernandez, Vegas Sun. He's on a mission this year. Next matchup here, we have the commissioner taking on McGee's Human Centipede. 104-102 victory. Came down to McGee's needing a, a few more Josh Jacobs points. Not being able to get that, you thought that maybe on the goal line they would give it to Jacobs uh, for the win. That was not the case. End up throwing a turnover. So heartbreaking loss for McGee's. Dropping him from 1 to 9. But we put up 102. It's just, you know, it's what happens, Nasser. You know, you're, you'll move back up. These these power rankings are going to shift a lot. Uh, and who cares what my power rankings are? They're not the actual rankings of ESPN. So think what you think. Rankings, you know, I, I like shifting it up. I, I don't want to play Little League T-ball here. It's Big League ball. It's Big League ball. Cry about it. We then have one of the best matches of the week. Cats Conundrum and Minneapolis Mike Caputo's. A 130.06 to 129.76 victory for Kleinhands. It came down to the Baltimore defense. They got the pick they needed to go up by one. But then Raiders got the ball back uh, after the fumble, and the yards uh, did it. You know, he got another minus two, so they came each other out. Heartbreaking loss for Nato. Um, that's why, you know, I, I respect that loss, keeping him, uh, you know, at five. You know, even though he's 0-1, he's a good team. I, I don't want to play Minneapolis Mike Caputo's anytime soon. Um, it came down to a wild finish, and that's just like, you know that's just a good fantasy fun right there. It's what it's about. The heartbreak. You need heartbreak in this life to succeed. You need it. You need to be down. Otherwise, you are not rewarded. Uh, 
But ultimately, Conundrums got the win. In the last matchup here, we have Curtains and the Krusty Clams. Man, what's with you and clams? What is with you and clams, Holman? I don't know what it is. It's gross, but, you know, we keep it going. Losing in heartbreak fashion to Darren Waller himself. Coughlin told you, stop saying tick. You kept saying tick to tick. Winners who say tick, 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 tick are not rewarded. You know, that's like an unders mentality. Like I've been there before. When you start saying tick, 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 the gods, the fantasy gods see it. They see the panic. They see, you know, the the pain going on inside you, hoping for the game to be over. You can't root for a football game to be over. That's not the way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to enjoy it. And for that reason, you were rewarded with a fat L, Darren Waller, haunting your dreams in overtime. Uh, or not even overtime, just at, just at the end of regulation. You were... You're, your dreams were tarnished. A hard week one L. But you know what? Without uh, Dobbins, Gus Edwards, it's a pretty damn good performance, Clamps. You're right there. Uh, you know, you weren't rewarded in Riddle's power rankings just because of the way they worked out. But you're, you went from, you know, you're, you're, you're at seven. You're fine. A lot of time. Your six projection right on cue. You are good to go. Let's go to the week two. Matchups here. It's it's what we're all looking for. You know, screw week one. We're done. We're done with week one. We're on to week two. It's all that matters now. First matchup. We're going to Big Sam, aka Tite's, taking on Beef Curtains. Curtains, 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 curtains. I'm I'm giving the edge to curtains here. You know, both teams coming off a week one win, but I don't think Gronk. And Cooper are going to put up the same numbers. And hence, Curtin's on a mission. Projected 117. It's pretty sexy. It's the highest projection for next week. Uh, and with that, I'm taking Curtin's. You know, I'm, I'm taking the spread. Next matchup here, we have the Saloons taking on Boydito Mussolini. It's a must win for both. Both teams own one. You cannot go 0 and 2. I repeat, you can't go 0 and 2. It just it can't be done. It can't go 0 and 2. It hurts. I talk about it every year on the pod, 0-2 hurts. But you already know I'm taking myself. The saloons are going to pull this one out. All right? Mussolini, you were sloppy last week. You're going to be sloppy again. I was being trying to be positive for you earlier, but I, I, the, saloons are, the saloons are coming to town. The saloons are horny. There's only one thing to be done, and it's to splooge all over Mussolini's face. I'm sorry. Saloons in a barn burner. Next matchup, we have the Commissioner taking on Dan Fernando's Vegas Sun. I'm liking the upset here. I'm liking the Vegas Suns taking out the Commissioner. No one wants to see the Commissioner go 2-0. I honestly, Ticket, I will root for you this season to make the playoffs. It's been so long for the Vegas Suns. Cha-cha-cha-cha. I'm taking the upset here, plus money value. I like Vegas Suns here. Uh, in, in a close matchup, I think it's going to be close, but Vegas Suns ultimately gets the dub. Uh, next matchup here, we have the Conundrums taking on McGee's Human Centipede. I am also liking the upset here. I think Nasser has something to prove here, dropping that far in the rankings. The Conundrums coming off a extremely close win. You know, room for some for some downfall the next week, some regression. I'm taking McGee's plus money again. I might make a parlay here. I'm, I'm going to make a parlay. I'll post the parlay later. Uh, but I'm taking McGee's. It's an underdog week. Week two is an underdog week. We all know it. Uh, McGee's in another barn burner. 
I, I keep saying barn burner. It's just the only word I know, I think, when it comes to close games. And the last matchup here, we have the Krusty Clams taking on MMC, Minneapolis Mike Caputo's himself. No one, another 0-1 against 0-1 here. You can't go 0-2. You just can't do it. You know what? I'm taking the Clams this week. You know, the Clams have a lot to prove. Pissed after the week one loss. Don't want to go 0-2. Uh, and I don't, I mean, it's going to be a fuck. This, talk about close, but this week two is going to be so close. People are going to be crying. People are going to be cheering. It's going to be wing sauce everywhere, ranch on my nipples. I don't know what's going on, but Clams are taking it. I think Clams win in, like, another one point. I mean, I'm sorry, now I don't want you to lose on two just heartbreakers, but sometimes it just has to be done. And I think the Clams, the Clams have some resiliency this year. I'm taking the Clams. I got you, Ethan Holman. You're going to beat Nato week two. It's going to be a barn burner. Again, there's that word, BB. Uh, can't wait for week two. I'm just, I'm out of control over here. I got to get off the pod now. Love you guys. Love this pod. Let's get after it. We're the best league ever. Best league in the world. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you just listened to this podcast, week two coming up in NFL, nothing better than that. We got college football again this weekend. You got sports every day. Sit on the damn couch, have a Miller Lite, or not a Miller Lite, Bud Light. Get some popcorn, get some wings, enjoy it. Enjoy it while you can. You're on this earth for a reason. It's to watch sports. It's to bet on sports. There's nothing else to do on the weekend. I'm telling you, do it. You won't regret it. Love you guys. Riddle out. See you guys next week.